So it's Psalms 31 and 32. And I think in the New Testament, in the, uh, the Bibles on the pews, it's page 559, Psalm of David. And it, we're splitting this one, 1 to 8 and then 19 to the end. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge to me, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. And for your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. And you take me out of the net they have hidden for me. For you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. I hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love. Because you have seen my affliction, you have known the distress of my soul. And you have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Then jump into 19. Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind. In the cover of your presence you hide them. From the plots of men you store them in your shelter, from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his steadfast love to me. When I was in a besieged city, I said, to my, I said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight, but you heard the voice of the plea for mercy, and I cried to you for help. Love the Lord, all you his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. Be strong, let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. Um, chapter 32, Blessed are the forgiven. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, but in whose spirit there is no deceit. For, but when, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone which is God godly offer prayer to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of the great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. My presence, you preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. 
Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Kath. Let's just pray. I'm going to use the words of that song we sang uh, a few minutes ago. Father God, to you our hearts are open. Nothing here is hidden. You are our one desire. We welcome you. Amen. Let me uh, just start. I'm going to tell you a little uh, story. Something that happened to us yesterday. Uh, so many of you know that uh, my mum and dad have just moved to a care home. Uh, it's in Huddersfield. So the last, the last couple of weeks I've been quite anxious, if I'm honest. And um, yeah, kind of unsettled and worried about, about them. And they've been kind of up and down. It's early days. Uh, but yesterday, we took me and Jen took my mum and dad, dad out for a, a meal. I went to this pub and had a lovely meal. And uh, the pub's in Kirkheaton, you might know it, in uh, Huddersfield. And uh, I don't know Huddersfield. Uh, so this pub in Kirkheaton is opposite a church. And uh, this church, the parish church in Kirkheaton, is an old church, a really uh, ancient church. And after our meal, we thought, oh, we'll just pop over the road to this church, thinking, you know, we'd look at the outside of it. And uh, it's a bit of a big deal for mum and dad to go anywhere, so we were quite slow going across this road. And uh, to our surprise, the church was open. So we went inside, and a woman greeted us and said, oh, have you come to sign the book of condolence? And we said, no. Uh, but, you know, that was good that, she was there. So we got talking to this woman, and, um, and Jane said to her, oh, uh, Steve's parents have just moved into this care home. Uh, is it in this parish? And she said, yes, it is. And we come to that care home every month and bring communion. And, uh, and we said, will you, will you make sure you take it to my mom and dad? So I'm just telling you this because it's kind of, you know, it encouraged me that uh, the church is great, isn't it? That uh, it's all connections and, and uh, God is good. God is good. And, and this woman who's uh, a reader there, she said, um, she said, I'll make sure that this lay minister knows about your mom and dad and I'll connect him to them. That would have been great. That would have been enough. Uh, but it, later in the afternoon, I picked up their uh, um, notice sheet. I was reading the notice sheet. And uh, at the end of it, I spotted that the curate was Emma Walters, I think she's called now. You might not know Emma. Does she? Emma uh, used, uh, comes from Shipley. And uh, my boys, Danny and Jack, used to swim, used to do swimming lessons with Emma. Emma's now become the curate of this church. So I got in touch with Emma and said, oh, will, you, will you keep an eye on my mum and dad? Isn't that, isn't that lovely, these connections that God is good and he kind of goes before us to, to kind of work things out. 
I'm not saying that everything's sorted out. This will be a journey for us, but there's connections for the mum and dad. It kind of encouraged me about God's character that God is good. So, as Nathaniel already said, we started this series about the character of God. So last week, if you were here, uh, Nathaniel introduced us by uh, looking at Exodus chapter 33. And I found that a very inspiring but challenging talk. Did anybody else find it challenging? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good, wasn't it? Um, so in short, the, the passage was about Moses who'd asked that the Lord's presence would go with the people. And, and Moses asked, would the Lord show him his glory? And then we, we, we read in uh, chapter 34 that the Lord passed before Moses proclaiming, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining his love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. This is who God is. This is his character. He's loving, compassionate, and gracious. Now, the three things I took from Nathaniel's talk last week, uh, no doubt there were many more, and I may have uh, kind of been selective in my remembering, but the the three things that God stuck in my mind were these. Uh, Firstly, look for revival. And uh, Nathaniel used this phrase, and he said, it's springtime, if this is not the time to bloom, when is? Something like that, wasn't it? So look for revival. The second thing was, smash your idols. Okay? Remembering that God is gracious and patient. And the third thing, kind of a reminder really, that God goes where he is wanted. God goes where he is wanted. So, I hope to draw on these points in, uh, in what follows. So today we've had uh, two psalms, Psalm 31 and 32. The psalms are good, aren't they? Um, the, the, basically, there's, there's, there's two types of psalm. Some are hymns of praise, and others are kind of songs of, of um, complaint and lament. Why is it like this, God? <laughs> people often say, when I visit people in the hospital, the chaplain, they say to me, I've been telling God off, I've been speaking to him, and I says, that's good, because a lot of the Psalms are like that. It's asking God, what is going on? It's not wrong for us to say these things. Anyway, sometimes a Psalm contains both of these elements. The Psalms were used in Old Testament times in the temple, They were quoted by Jesus. You might have spotted uh, an example in Psalm 31. When Jesus quotes, Into your hands I commit my spirit. They've also been used as a prayer book by the church throughout its history. Today we're going to look at a particular aspect of the Lord's character. It's this. The Lord, our hiding place. The Lord, our hiding place. When I saw the title for today's sermon, I thought of a famous book and film. Anybody else know of this? Um, The Hiding Place by uh, Corrie ten Boom. 
if you don't know it, basically it's the story of a Dutch family who decide to put their Christian faith into action. And it's a pretty tough time to do that because uh, the Nazis have, have occupied their homeland and Corrie and her family decide to hide Jewish people. A dangerous thing. And uh, this, this uh, act of Christian service is very costly to them because um, several members of Corrie's family died in the concentration camps. But it's estimated that because of their actions, 800 Jewish people's lives were saved. It's a lot, isn't it? Uh, Corrie was following in the footsteps of Jesus, wasn't she? Jesus who told his followers, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mark chapter 10. We've heard a lot this last week, haven't we, about uh, Queen Elizabeth and her life of service. That's come across, hasn't it? You've probably been struck like me just how explicitly Christian this notion of service was to the Queen. So, for example, in her Christmas speech of 1952, so this is before she was uh, coronated, she said this, God, give me wisdom and strength to carry out the solemn promises I, am, I shall be making and that I may faithfully serve him and you all the days of my life. Uh, this last week has made me wish that I'd listened a bit more closely to uh, the Queen's mes Christmas messages over the years. Both uh, Corrie ten Boom and Queen Elizabeth modelled their lives on Jesus, on the Lord, our hiding place. So what has this got to do with the three points I started with? First of all, how could this aspect of God's character help us to think about or look, at, look for revival? Let's start with Psalm 31. Verse 1 starts like this. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. In other words, the psalmist has chosen to hide in God. It's a choice. I've been challenged this week, once again, to choose to set time and space aside to be with God. Like Moses, to dare to ask for God's presence. The presence of the Lord. The Lord, the compassionate and gracious God. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't find this easy. It's, um, but, but I know that, that when we do this, when I do this, it, just how enriching and vital this is to my personal discipleship. It, it kind of feels a bit self-centered to me to, to uh, set this time aside to be with God. But I know that if we neglect this aspect of the Christian life, will be no good to anybody else. I don't know if you, uh, you've ever seen this uh, 
old church notice, it goes like this. Seven days without prayer makes one week. <laughs> week, W-E-A-K. So what about you? Will you hide yourself in the Lord? The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. And the Hebrew word for hiding place is setter. And it also has the meaning of a secret place. So it kind of means a hiding place, a secret place. So our personal prayer life is, is meant to be unseen. Jesus says that, doesn't he? He says, go to your room and lock the door and, and pray. Um, this unseen, this secret place. I remember once... Um, when Bishop Toby first came to Bradford, we had a, like a bishop's study day at the cathedral. And he'd, invi- he'd invited a friend, a Pentecostal friend it was. And this, this person uh, did a really kind of rousing talk. And, uh, and I thought, oh, I, I'll, I'll go and say hello to him afterwards. Cause I, and I wanted, I wanted him to give me some kind of words of wisdom, some, you know, some insight, and maybe a word of knowledge or something. And um, I was surprised by what he said. He didn't say anything like that. He said, what you need to do, what you should do, is make time to be intimate with God. Nothing else. Don't go and save loads of souls or, you know, uh, go and often study and be the best evangelist. Make time to be intimate with God. For us as Anglicans, that feels a bit, uh, bit touchy-feely, I think, doesn't it? Be intimate with God. But it's really what Jesus teaches, isn't he? He says, unless you become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. I think what he means is uh, that aspect of a child's character, that complete trust and openness to, to its parent. That child who's so secure, they can, they can ask their parent anything. They can tell their parent anything. Um, so maybe our revival, your revival, starts as you become more intimate with the Lord. The Lord who is compassionate and gracious. Tell him. Tell him everything that's on your mind, on everything that's on your heart, and ask him, ask him anything. Cry out to him. In the words of Psalm 31, cry out, say, turn your ear to me, come quickly to rescue me, free me from the trap that is set for me. Psalm 31 is, is a prayer we, we would do well to use, to recommit to God. We'll, as we trust God, we'll, we'll, you know, some brilliant words in this psalm. Uh, the psalmist calls the Lord, my God. And, and a belief that God will really save me with his unfailing God, uh, unfailing love. I think we especially need to pray this in these days. We've had um, lots of reflection over this last week, haven't we, about the end of an era, the end of the Elizabethan era. Times are changing, aren't they? It's also a time of war in Europe, isn't it? A time of a massive cost of living crisis for, uh, 
for, for not just this country but many others. It's a tough time. A tough time for some of you personally, I know. So God says to us, trust the Lord. Trust him especially in these days. Even like me, you struggle with this, this idea of being intimate with God. I've uh, I found some simple things that might be helpful to you. Wherever you choose as your hiding place, your secret place, your kind of place where you pray to God, I'd, I'd recommend you, you, you find a place like that in your house or wherever. Um, if, it, if, it, if it's inside and you're sitting on a chair, why don't you put another chair next to you and imagine the Lord in that chair and just talk to the Lord. Just pour out your heart to the Lord. If you find it easier to pray when you're walking, then as you walk, imagine the Lord walking with you. And as you do that, expect your heart to be strangely warmed like those first disciples walking with Jesus on the, on the road to Emmaus. Do you remember that? Walk with the Lord. If you, if you struggle to know how to pray, what to, you know what to do, then there's, a, there's an app that some of us use in this church, Lectio 365. Who, who uses that here? Some of us use that. That's, it's wonderful. If you, if you don't know it, uh, you can ask me about it. I'll show it to you on my phone. It's a, it's a wonderful, like, just 10 minutes to start your day with, with the Lord. I listen to it while I'm showering. Don't think about that. Um, <laughs> So um, as, we, as we intentionally set time aside for the Lord, I wonder what the Lord will say to us. I suspect for most of us, it won't be a massive um, do this kind of big finger pointing to us. Uh, maybe it would be like Elijah. Do you remember that, uh, that event when he, when he was hiding in a cave and, and there was a there was the great wind, there was an earthquake, there was a fire, but God wasn't in any of these things. God was in a gentle whisper. So this week, may you hear the gentle whisper of the Lord. There's a few of us who live in Bingley, and we've been meeting uh, regularly to, uh, to kind of encourage each other as we follow Jesus. I found this... So good and supportive, actually, in these, uh, these early days when I've changed my job. It's been really good for me. It's, it's kind of been like, uh, in the words of Psalm 32, verse 7, it's like being surrounded with songs of deliverance. That kind of, the way that uh, it's raised my faith and strengthened me. We all need this. You need this. You need... To, to have some trusted Christian brothers and sisters who, who you can share your life with. Just tell, tell them what, what, God, what God's doing for you or what maybe God not, doesn't feel as always with you to talk about these things. In our home group this week, uh, one person, I won't say who it was, said, said something along the lines of, I want more of God. And another person says, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I want more of God. So, so we had a discussion about what, what this might mean to us. So, so one person said, I just want to know that God is with me. Somebody else said, 
I want to be prompted by the Holy Spirit in my daily life, you know, so that I can see that God's prompting me to talk to that person or, or go to that place. Because that happens to us sometimes, doesn't it? Uh, somebody else says, I want to live in the freedom of Christ. In other words, we wanted to be revived. We wanted to know God in our lives. Now, as we choose to, to make the Lord our hiding place, we'll actually find that uh, the Lord makes us a promise. He promises to instruct us and teach us in the way we should go, to counsel us and watch over us. Psalm 32, verse 8. That's good, isn't it? Both Psalms actually also remind us that uh, as well as us choosing to hide in the Lord, actually before that, the Lord hides us. So we read this in Psalm 31 verse 20. In the shelter of your presence, you hide them. So when we're in trouble, God is hiding us. He's protecting us. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble. Psalm 32 verse 7. The Lord, our hiding place. Secondly, then, I, I mentioned another point about smashing our idols. What's this got to do with that? Psalm 32, it begins with an honest account of someone who's actually been hiding in a different way. They've tried to hide their sin from the Lord. And, and as they've done this, they've realized that in hiding their sin, it's actually made them ill. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. you. You try and ignore something, but you just, it just kind of churns up inside you. You feel really, really bad and really stressed, don't you? And you can't hide from the Lord. So in your hiding place, your secret place, where you're going to be intimate with the Lord, maybe this week, to take the risk of being open and honest before the Lord. This is what this Psalm 32 is. It's somebody just uh, laying it all out before the Lord. It, it's probably actually uh, David, who spectacularly, uh, I can't even say the word, spectacularly messed up, hasn't he? He's, uh, he, he's committed adultery and uh, sent this woman's uh, husband into battle, so he's killed. He, he's really messed up. He's not just, uh, you know, not just uh, had an argument with his wife. He's done a really bad thing, hasn't he? But now he's, he's laying it all out before the Lord and asking for forgiveness. In the hiding place, ask God to show you what, what it is in your life that's kind of, you know, in the way of, of God being so present for you. Because that's what sin does, does doesn't it? It, it? it kind of blocks off God's blessing to us. So we need to confess our sins. As Psalm 32 puts it, Confess your transgressions to the Lord who will forgive the guilt of your sin. So, as I was uh, reading this morning, in Psalm 119 it says this, 
I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. There's loads of uh, examples of, of the Bible using the word hidden. Here it says that we need to hide God's word in our heart. I like that the other week when uh, Nathaniel encouraged us to learn some scripture. And the, the young people were out here, weren't they? They'd learnt it all. It's great, wasn't it? And so that's something maybe we've, we've uh, got out of the habit of doing, isn't it? Learning God's word. My, uh, my Muslim friends at the hospital, <laughs> you know, they know the Quran. Some of them know the Quran from beginning to end. I'm not maybe suggesting we do that, but learn some scripture. Because when you're praying for other people, God will bring to mind scripture for them. You might just do that anyway, but if it's in your head already, that's, that's amazing. Okay, last point. Nathaniel reminded us that God goes where he is wanted. So, this week, take some time to uh, be intimate with the Lord in a, in a hiding place, a, a secret place. And as we do this, may we find ourselves in the presence of God. And we'll discover in doing that that Actually, our relationship with God was never meant to be transactional. It's not like we say, oh, God, I'll give you these 10 minutes if you bless me this day. I'll, uh, I'll be nice to my neighbor if you let me pass my driving test or whatever, you know, whatever. We all make those deals with, with God, don't we? But, but actually, that's not how we're meant to live. Our relationship with God is meant to be transformational, not transactional. God wants to change us to, be make, to make us more like Jesus. That's what it's all about. We're meant to become like Jesus so that then we're good news for others around us. Because when God, when God is present in us personally and us as a, a church, he then sends us out. He didn't just keep us um, the blessing for ourselves. He wants us to give it away. So, may we be sent out to become good news to our neighbors, our families, our work colleagues, to Frising Hall. By the way, there's a litter pick next Saturday, I believe. What, what time is that? 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. So if you're free at 12 o'clock next Saturday, come here and we'll go and pick up some litter and uh, be a blessing to this neighborhood. Let's pray. Psalm 31 verse 24 says this, Be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. So Lord, our hiding place, we trust in you. Even if our circumstances are difficult, we commit to trust you. We commit to hiding ourselves in you in that quiet place. And may we find ourselves filled with the presence of God and sent out to be good news. Amen.